you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. y'all we're doing it one more time it is open bar talk one of the dopest bartender podcast out in these streets if you want to find the show you can do that open bar talk at gmail.com open bar talk on uh twitter and instagram uh follow us we follow you back um and also you know make sure you email us because that is how uh i find out which one of y'all are fucking with the show um so very important for you to do that um you know i am i am Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make branding super easy for you. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That is fucking important. It's wherever you get podcasts. So iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, underneath your car, wherever these podcasts show up, that's where you find this one in particular. Um, also, one thing I want to say too is, you know, if you Share this podcast out with five of your friends. I will shout you out on this show. You show me, you send me a screenshot of that and you get a fucking shout out. Cause that is how I roll in. In addition to that, we have a segment at the end of the show called what were you drinking? And if you have any messy Facebook or Twitter screenshots, send those to open bar talk at gmail.com. Obviously I will redact the names of the people, but I will shout you out as well. So get involved in the party for God's sakes. Uh, people, I, it's not just me who have these people in my life. I, there's, you have them in your life as well. So shout them out. Um, anyway, that is the housekeeping, and now I want to introduce our guest. Um, I was just on his podcast, uh, Baroness and Fletch. Very funny show. You should definitely download it. It's very dope. So I'm very excited to hear uh, what the dude has to say. Fletch, man, how you living, dude? What's going on? Man, I can't complain, man. Every yeah. day, every day's another day. Keep striving. Yo, we're, uh, we, got, we got 10 fingers and toes, as my mom used to say. Then you're all right. You're doing all right. Um, I'm, I cannot complain, you know, and it's funny because generally when, and I found this in life, um, the energy it takes to complain, you could often use to, uh, fix the problem. So <laughs> you can, you could do it like that. You know what I mean? Well, uh, well one thing I used to, well, one thing I do say behind the bar is that if you give them an ear or so, I, 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 I tend to try to stay away from complaints mm-hmm. and try to kind of nip them in the bud right in the right in the beginning you know and shut them at, up with a drink yep listen uh that is uh that is the philosophy to fucking keep bro is absolute fucking philosophy so that being said sir let's talk about it man you've been a bartender uh you still i mean are you still in the game you still i am still a proprietor of uh spirits i definitely am i've been in the game for say 13 years now. 13 years been bartending. Um, okay. Waiting for my bar to come back. It's, I work at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester. Okay. But as soon as the world starts spinning back, back there, bartending. Dope. Now, um, so now, so tell us a little bit about how did, so how did you get in the game? What was like, what was your, what was the origin story of Fletch, if you will? Origin story of Fletch. Um, I would say, 
going into bars in their shell back, you know, when I wasn't supposed to be going to bars in their shell, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you would go there. And of course, I remember the drink that I, that stuck in our heads as kids was like, you know, 16, 17 was like an amaretto sour, you know, no, sure. one, no one knew anything about alcohol. Everybody just knew amaretto sour. And when you, when you tasted it, of course, it was the best drink to drink if you were, you know, a kid or somebody that wanted to go to a bar to get a mixed drink. So I was always one that was always inquisitive about the bottles. I'd always look at the bottles and say, what plus what makes what, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things. Like I just wanted to know what the code was. I just right. I didn't want to go up there and red sour because those things after a year of drinking them were disgusting. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. See, so, so, you know, once you get into the restaurant game, you start, you know, for most, for most people, they start as, so me just, uh, slinging plates at Applebee's. I kept looking behind the bar and just kept seeing mm-hmm. like, I want to get there. I want a bartender. And then one day it was in the cheesecake factory. Actually, I just uh, saw an opportunity and I was like, you know what? I want a bartender. Okay. And they sat, have you ever done it before? And I said, no, I want, I want to learn this because it's, you guys are going to teach me and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to do it. I'm I'm tired of just looking at these bottles and not knowing the code. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I wanted to do it. Cause I needed to, I needed to learn to do something. And I have that, I have that thing in me to where it's, if I, if I need to learn it, I'm going to learn it and I'm going to mm-hmm. be the best at it. Right. Which, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, in terms of, and again, you know, I look at the life of bartending, et cetera. It's all dependent, not all dependent, but a lot of it I would feel has to do with how good you are. Like, I mean, that, like, if you are slinging drinks and you're making them well and people see that and they recognize that, that is how you make your money. Like, and I feel like, and I know that sounds like simplistic, but it's like, I know I've definitely been in bars where I'm just like, so why are we here what because <laughs> it doesn't seem like you enjoy this very much and i didn't do nothing to you and this drink don't taste too hot so what, what what's 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 the problem here right um so anyway um but so what like so when you're looking at these bottles right this is interesting um when you're like trying to see the codes like what were some of the first codes that you cracked like where you were like oh that's how this comes together well, when you work in a corporate restaurant to start off with, you only learn the drinks that they give you. It's not like they describe or they tell you in detail mm-hmm. about why the cordial is supposed to be mixed with this certain spirit, why the citrus and the and 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 the, and, the, and the sugar should be, you know, they don't tell you any of that. They just give you the ingredients, they tell you to make it as quickly as possible, you know. Cheesecake um, gives you the ability to free pour. So that definitely helped me out in the beginning. Um, most people learn from jiggers. And if you do learn from jiggers, you learn that you, you're a little slower when you, when you start off with. Right. Free pouring was definitely, um, was definitely something that helped me in the beginning of it. But mm-hmm. uh, like I said, cheesecake was just very just detailed about what they wanted. You know, just make it like that, like so. When I left Cheesecake, I, I ended up working with this... Um, but I don't want to call him a mixologist because I swear that there is no mixology. To me, it's like astrology. And you're either nice at making drinks or you're not make, nice at making drinks. That's it. All right? Right. So I worked with this guy that was a master of drinks. And he literally broke down the code of 
why you need equal parts of your sours to your sweeteners, why, how you can make pretty much an old fashioned out of anything. You can make it like people get stuck on your whiskeys. You can make it out of a rum. You can make it out of a tequila if you wanted to. Right. And right. he, he, this guy literally took me from knowing 25, 40 drinks to 300 drinks just by telling me the proportion codes. To right. And mm-hmm. when you can add your, your, your certain juices to things and, what you can make into martinis. It was honestly, it was one of the most eye-opening experiences that I had working with this guy for six months. Now, and was this at the Cheesecake Factory? This was at uh, Popatina in Larchmont. All right. Okay. This guy was a uh, this guy was brought in as a bar consultant to uh, to to help with the menu, mm-hmm. and he just got a little bit more hands-on. You know, he just he saw an opportunity to really, really help the bartenders that he was he was training to make these certain drinks to make them better. And he mm-hmm. actually just gave his he gave his extra two cents when he didn't need to. But right. you know, for for someone like me who's willing to pick up those two cents, I put those right in my pocket and downloaded everything he had to say. That's fucking dope, man. I mean, it's like this sounds kind of like the like the Jedi, like the like the you know comes in. This like this is how this works, and you're like, what? Yep. Code code cracked, man. It was it was like honestly, it was one of those one of those epiphanies, like like breaking like that one level in Zelda back in the day. Like, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yo, I, you, and it was so it's crazy. It's like it was right there. You know, you know when the code that that thing is right there in your face the whole time is there, and mm-hmm. you don't see it until somebody just literally makes you focus on one thing, and then everything just flooded in after that. It's now, uh, my my confidence level went from like seventy five to a hundred to one hundred and fifty. Well, you know what I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. So, like, how was it? Like those first times you were bartending, like like one of your like what were your first nights feeling like? I mean, were you nervous? Were you like I got this in the bag? Like, what what was going through your mind? All right, one thing about me is that I am a uh, a, a a cocky bastard, you know. So like, as soon as I got behind that bar. I thought I was the shit. Same like every bartender that gets back there. They're mm-hmm. cocktail. They're thinking Kyle <laughs> Ugly. Whatever they want to think. You know, they're thinking that they got this. So I knew that I knew the basics, but I didn't, I wasn't really prepared for the war, you can say. Right. So I, so I started on a, um, I started on a Sunday. I was at the Cheesecake Factory. Started on a Sunday. And we have these laws that, like, you can't serve alcohol before 12. Right? right, right. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what I'm expecting. But I, I, I put out a little Facebook post like, hey, guys, come check me out for a bartending shift. Got a little hit. Got all my boys out. And they came out to see me. So they all sat down there. Um, 1130, they came in. So at the time, I'm I'm too I'm too deep in a bar. I got my I got I got it set, and I got one behind with my peoples. Right, and I and I can't serve alcohol right now at this time. It's eleven thirty, but we have a full brunch that's going on in Cheesecake. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. sitting down. You know, Sunday people got the hat. Everybody's eating. Yep. So I start getting these tickets that come. You know, eleven fifty, and a couple of servers are walking by like, hey. Hey D, you gotta you gotta you know it's about to get crazy in here. And I'm you know, I'm sitting there 
relaxed and I'm like, nah, it's not, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm good. Right. Right. My boys are sitting there like, my boys are sitting there like, yo, you're going to make us drinks. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make you guys drinks. Just, just be easy. I got to wait till 12. Don't worry about it. So one of my boys wants to shout out to my bus boy. Hey, what's the hardest drink to make here? <laughs> so I'm looking at him like, you better not say what I think you're going to say. So he goes, blueberry mojito. I said, you, motherfucker like <laughs> and i'm like you're gonna tell them blueberry mojito next thing i hear 15 blueberry mojitos my boys <laughs> <laughs> okay. so yeah this is at like 11 55 then i turn around to my my printer and then all of a sudden it starts vomiting up mimosas all oh right? my god because the, the servers know that they can start sending things in at 11 55 so I can get prepared to make these things. Right. Now, my machine is not stopping. I've seen this before. So I'm not, I'm not really prepared for it. I'm sitting here cool, confident, like, yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. I was in the weeds from 12 o'clock to 6 p.m. Jesus right? Christ. <laughs> my, my boys didn't get blueberry mojito until... One fifteen, okay. <laughs> and now we're forty five minutes watching me drowned. Oh my god! In this well, dying by myself, my first year. You know, That's... needless to say, I didn't make a good first in my uh, bartending debut. But you know what? It is a, uh, it is a uh, sink or swim. You know, and I was baptized by the fire. And I'll say, uh, it sounds like uh, your boys, yeah, I feel like they gave uh, gave you some tough love out there of, all right, you want to you wanna bartend? And, like, that's, you know, it's funny because, like, your friends will do that shit to you. You're like, yo, I'm about to come do this. Come check me out. And you're like, oh, all right. We're going to fuck with you, man. Yeah, like, I was hoping for some beers, maybe some rum and cokes. You know what I mean? I I, I put a little heavy on on a rum or something like that. But nah, these guys want to hit me with with mixed drinks right off the bat. You know? And also, the the busboy really like. I mean, I obviously I don't think busboy is in on it necessarily, but just like yo, you don't you you know you kind of set him up. He didn't know where his money was made that day. He didn't know where his money was coming from. So right, right. He found out afterwards. You know, he found out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> play me on that one so so all right so this is your first day right like you've you've now been baptized by fire you are now feel like i mean a little bit more aware of how the world works uh behind the bar and shit now let me ask you let's let's get into let's get into the stories man you've been you've been in the game 13 years what are some of the what are some of those crazy moments during your career where you were like i can't believe this shit is happening right now i will say uh oh everyone everyone's got a bunch of them mm-hmm. um i'll tell you one story i have is um i remember it was uh of course just there's those nuclear days that everybody has for um for bartending so you can say uh, there's New Year's for some of them. There's uh, there's uh, Mother's Day for some of them. There's there's the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, soon the day before Thanksgiving, which is pretty much the Super Bowl, right? Of of, of of days for bartenders. So of course, on my Super Bowl of days, on my on my my Thanksgiving Eve, I remember it was 
it was I, I was seasoned. That was probably about four years into it. I was rocking. I was pretty comfortable with what I was doing. I was in this bar called Griffin's. Okay. So it was a bustling, bustling day. It was great. Everybody was out. You know how it works. Everybody comes home. Everybody's So every bar is probably about three or four deep at night, and everybody's yep. having a good time. So seeing that, you know, the bar etiquette is if you're at a bar and you see that it's three or four deep, mixed drinks or drinks that apply any type of anything that's more than 30 seconds to make are pretty much no. Don't come up and ask somebody. Don't expect to get a good response out of somebody. Right. So again, it goes back down to the same drink, the mojito. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I was like, you know what? Not a time. These cocksuckers and their mojitos, because everybody wants a mojito. It's blah, blah, blah. But I'm at a dive bar right now slinging these drinks. We're not even putting them in the glasses that even make them look nice. You're just asking for shit you don't need. So I'm popping Bud Lights all day and Coors Lights. So my bar and I get this one guy that sits up there and he's like, hey, man. Um, oh, oh, one second. So right off the bat, I'm already thinking, fuck this guy. <laughs> Not saying anything about him personally. But fuck him and everything he's about because he just wasted my time. This is 15 seconds to be right there. I need gunslingers here, man. What do you need? Boom, this is what I need. That, 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 that. This guy gave me the pause. So I skipped him, went to the chick right next to him, got the two bears for her, came back. He goes, oh, man, sorry about that. I was like, I don't need any uh, explanation. What do you need? He goes, let me get six mojitos. I looked at him. I said, what do you I said, wait, what do you need? He goes, uh, yeah, six mojitos, right? I was like, listen, buddy, I'm going to give you six rum and Sprites, and you're going to be happy with that. He goes, are they mojitos? I said, they're going to be mojitos tonight. Six rum and Sprites? (laughs) Done with you. People like that can't deal with them. Know what you want. Know the room, guy. Know the room. Read the room, man. Holy shit. Read the room. Now... Well, now who were they for? Like, did, was he was he with people? Like, obviously, he had to have been with people. He had, he had people behind them. I think there was there was a couple thing. It was like I saw three, three, three. I saw it was it was three girls, three guys. Gotcha. So he was he was he was the guy ordering the stuff. He was looking back. I don't know if that was the first time they all got together. Maybe they haven't seen each other in a while. The bottom line is is they didn't get their mojitos. They got something similar to it, and that guy pissed me off. Jesus That's Christ. It. I mean, and Those that, little things. It like it, it's baffling to me again the lack of uh, I I I find it interestingly baffling when you see someone who's over the age of 21, right? Is in a bar is not looking around saying, "Oh man, it's really busy." Uh, uh, perhaps just a uh, just a Jack and Ginger or whatever, right? Keep it pushing. But like to then have the audacity to be like, I want six fucking mojitos the day before Thanksgiving. Not even that's not even a drink in Thanksgiving time. No, no, but- there's no spice to it. You can't pumpkin spice a mojito, so don't order it during the fucking day before Thanksgiving. Ain't no, no point of it. There, no holiday spirit. 
Now, let me ask you, was this like just if you're, do you, was this a like college age kid? Because this sounds very college you, you know see, what I mean? Is, this is the thing about, you know, the age that we're in today. And unfortunately that, you know, guys like us were starting to uh, gradually uh, push away out of that demographic because of the fact that, you know, it's just, you know, the age, age. babies, uh, ugh, don't want to say, but the needs of people, these kids that are coming into the bar, I don't want to use the word entitled because that gets thrown away. That gets thrown around a lot, but right. they feel this, they feel this. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it here, but they feel this entitlement that they can get whatever they want because you know they come to the bar, and of course, like I said, with this mixology shit, like oh, I I went to this bar in the city the other day and had this great drink made with this blah blah. blah. You know, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Listen, I can make it rain in here if I wanted to, but if you want something, you gotta let me know what you want. Don't tell me what you thought you had in another bar. These people. I- they- they come in and they have their ideas that they can just get everything whenever they want, whenever they want it, you know? And, and I can't, can't deal with those people. It, it, and it, I feel like, and it really does come back to like, you could get what you're looking for, but it's just not here. Right. Like if you want, uh, you know, if you want, uh, I don't know, a great, not, I'm Greyhound's too easy, but like, yeah, I guess we'll just go back to a mojito. But like, if you want a mojito, go to the fucking beach. If you're at a beach bar, they're cranking those out. You want a strawberry daiquiri? Like, yeah, do that at the beach, but don't come to a fucking dive bar on some like, you know, be location specific if you're drinking. You know what I'm Coming saying? Coming in there asking for Boulevardiers because you saw it in a magazine. See, you don't even know what's in it. You just you just thought it was cool to order next to your tender date, boss. Like, <laughs> are not seasoned. Get out of here. Now, let me ask you. You you brought up tender dates. Uh, how many have you have you caught any of those during the career? Absolutely. And you got what are uh, you got any of those memorable ones where you're just like, this isn't going too hot. <laughs> Tinder dates, Bumble dates, you know, it's, uh, those are the new wave now, you know, those are the most common things that you see at bars and you, and, and it's all about good bartenders reading it, you know, right off the bat, you know, right. Uh, A lot of bartenders, a lot of bartenders are considered flirts, but you know, if you're, if you're not a good bartender, if you don't have the ability to open up a conversation. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. Okay. So are you, are you better at flirting because you're a bartender? Absolutely. Because you're able to open, you know, conversation starters. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at a bar and I'll see somebody, I'll see if I see a, a, a female at a bar. All right. And um, they're sitting by themselves. Themselves. And normally they either get a glass of get a glass of wine or water to start off with and say, you know, I'm waiting on my friend. And you know if it is a Tinder date because you'll see them on their phone. Right. Usually if, if they're waiting on a friend or something like that, they're not really on their They might check it here and there. But the Tinder dates, the Bumble dates, they'll be on their phone for the most part until this person comes in. Right. Now, it, now it's always in the beginning where you figure out, you know, you got to figure out why people are at your bar. That's why I always say that good bartenders will talk to people. And that's what makes a lasting moment because you're making a connection. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go in, ask them how you guys, how you doing? You know, what can I get you to drink? You know, because nobody sits at my bar without a drink. It could be water, 
could be anything. I'll put a glass in front of you and make you make the choice. Right. So I get a drink, ask them what, how, what they're doing, what they're, why they're there. And usually, you know, they'll sit there and say, you know, I got a date coming, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just be like, oh, so is this going to be a, just a new date? So first time meeting them, anything. Right. And you'll get the telltale signs from how they feel about how, if they want to meet them or not. For mm-hmm. one time I had a female come there. She sat, she sat at the bar. I sat and said, Hey, you know, she was like, I'm meeting this guy. I don't know. Uh, we have a great, we had a great talk on, 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 on the, uh, online, but you know, this is the first date. I right. said, don't worry. I'll keep an eye out for you. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Date goes on. And as I said, if you're good, good bartenders can read body language. You can read body language from everybody. You can tell who needs another drink, tell somebody who needs a fork. Regardless of the fact, it's like we have that ESP. It's that body language. I can tell this whole time that this woman is not feeling this dude the entire mm-hmm. time. So I would go by and, you know, I'd make a couple of jokes just to lighten it up. Like, I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and interject, you know? Sure, sure. But if they're both having a good time, that means there's more money in my pocket. Absolutely agree. You see how that works? Like, I'm not I'm not here trying to, because at the end of the day, if I'm looking like I'm going after one person, then that guy's not going to, if that guy's paying the bill at the end of the day, he's not putting anything in my pocket. Right. So the entire time I'm sitting there, so the woman goes to the bathroom. I'm trying to give this guy pointers. Not thing like, hey man, listen, you know, you might not want to talk about, you know, your ex-wife so much. Conversation. Yeah, man. I heard it three times, and you've been here for half an hour. That's Yo. only three times too many. Exactly. Walking this thing through a whole time. He goes to the bathroom. She comes back. You know, this is not going to work, blah, blah, blah. Right. But uh, what are you doing afterwards? And I'm sitting there <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, didn't even, you didn't even finish this. You didn't even finish this date. You know, I'm, I'm on a shift that's ending at 1. It's, it's 9 o'clock. Right. You're already thinking about what I'm doing after this date. I don't know if I'm thinking about what you're going to be doing at 1 o'clock at night. So... You're going to have to exit this thing right now. But, you know, you get that a lot. You'll get a lot of, um, like I said, you get a lot of Tinder dates. You get a lot of Bumble dates. And it's all about reading it because most of the time, most of the time it won't work. It doesn't work. And you'll see people just, it's Dutch paying. And yeah. people oh. in ways. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, to me, it's, uh, I, it's a new form of dating, but it's it's also quite amusing being a people watcher that I am. Well, you know, that's what, and I mean, I'll just say really quickly, that's one of the interesting things I, I enjoy about doing this podcast is like bartenders are such people watchers and really become those experts of character, right? Like you were saying, like you really can read read a room so well and read a situation so well. And, you know... Then, you, but then you have like the customers, I guess, on the other side. Us, I mean, I'm I can I can get through a bar pretty well. Um, I can <laughs> I I know not to go on a first date and talk about Max's wife. I know that <laughs> that's really one on one. I guess my my thing is is like again, it really comes back to that idea of just like yo, bro, you just met her, 
and you're now taught like she don't want to hear that shit she don't want to hear that shit at all like look slug slug down that jack and coke talk about what you saw on whatever some shit you saw on netflix and then maybe you got a chance to fuck her like or ask her about her ask her about her like the whole time you're sitting there telling yourself talking about yourself i'm like yo bro like bro stop it like and it, it is cringeworthy when you keep hearing it because you you're ringing up people and you got in, the, in your left ear because you're just looking out and, and you were just hearing it after after i'm like yo then you took her with like dogs i should not know her i should not know her instagram account i know this should not be stuck in my head but now how did uh when you so you told her you told her that you know what i don't know if like i'm so you told her like i'm busy after work or like i like i'm not trying to date you i guess yeah well it's what you do like i'm not an asshole so you just you say you know well you know tonight's not gonna work Mm -hmm. gonna wake up early in the morning you know the early in the morning if someone's working at work that works late at night it always works I'm not sure. they're saying I run game or anything like that. It's just, hey, I got to work late tonight. I got to get up a little early. Or what a little, a little early could be one o'clock for me. Yeah, that's that's very vague. That's perfect. <laughs> got to wake up a little early. That's you just know? what it is. And to somebody that works a nine to five, that, oh, that's understandable because a little early to them is like six a.m., five a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't well, compute that me and you are not in the same business. Well, well played, Fletch. Well, I, I respect that. Now, so you've seen some wild dates, right? Like, what are some other, you got any other situations where you were just like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, one of my, uh, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say four years ago, I had a guy come into my bar. And it was a busy day. It wasn't, it was just a regular busy Friday was a winter day. I remember this because it was it was definitely cold when I walked in. It wasn't like it wasn't like a, a, a twenty degree winter day. It was more like a forty to fifty degree winter day, you know? Kinda mm-hmm. like nice, but not really. You know, you're still wearing coats. Right. So I mean I remember it was distinctively that it was that cold. And I'm I'm serving guys in my bar. Then all of a sudden I look down at my bar, I see this guy, heavier dude, probably six four gut suspenders you know yeah thing that stuck out to me is that he had a he had a walkman in his hand <laughs> and the old school headphones with the phone you know like the, the orange phone yes yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was sweating like profusely just sweating i was like you know like his chest was sweating and he had to add it underneath his like the armpits and i was just like all right, I don't know how he got past the bounce or anything like that, but obviously he must have been okay. But right. again, I'm still questioning the headphones and the Walkman. Right. And the fact he hasn't ordered anything yet. So I hit up the rest of the bar. Might have been like 10, 15 minutes. He's just there pacing back and forth, kind of kind of eyeing me for a little bit, but just kind of kind of looking at the room. So I go back over to him. I said, hey, man, you know, can I get you anything? He goes, uh, no, no, no. But, uh, he goes, actually, actually, you, you know what? You know, I can get that. And I said, get, get that. And he said, you know, you know, like Coke crack, whatever. I said, 
<laughs> I said, excuse me? Coke? He said, you know, like Coke crack, whatever. I looked at him. I was like, what point in your life that you're just looking for whatever I have in my pocket? If I had something in my pocket, Coke, crack, whatever? He goes, he goes, yo, bro, you know, just been hard times. I said, I can't deal with this. Looked at the bar, looked at the, <laughs> I looked at the security, pointed at this guy like this, gave him the cutoff sign, and he was out my life. I said, I can't believe this guy came up to me with the headphones on, because the orange foam headphones. What was he listening to? All I can think of, like when you're saying, like the orange headphones are like the ones that they give you in jail. Like those ones, that, like like when you watch on Oz and they're like having like the headphones on and shit, watching TV that's, and that's 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 what I'm seeing, right? Old school plane, the old school airplane. Actually, I think they probably still give them on the airplane those airplane headphones, mm-hmm. but like orange. I was, I, it just stuck. I was like, this guy right here, he's living. I think he was like uh, from back in time. I don't think he knew. <laughs> I don't think he knew where he was really, you know. And this was a dive bar, so. You know, it could have came it had the impression that it might have that it might There's, have been old. You know, it might have been the eighties. Sure, I don't know. I just want to know what was in that Walkman. Yeah, what was that's that's a great question. That's what an was he to? because, like, I mean, the mind goes. Was he white dude, black dude? Yeah, he was a white, white dude. dude. White dude. He was a white dude. You know, and that's nothing against white people. It was just that this was a white dude, and black dude, he wasn't coming into the bar like it like. Honestly, I'm talking about if you were a black dude with with those headphones on, sweating like just heavier like that. Nah, nah. Any bar, any any bouncer would have looked at him like, oh, nah, that's a problem. I yeah. don't know him. You know what? That was a silly question on my side. Obviously, well, there's so many reasons as to why he's white in this scenario, but I think specifically to your point of just like, yeah. You, we could come up with a reason why he's sweaty, right? If he's white, just like, oh, I mean, just uh, maybe ran, maybe just uh, uh, had a long walk co- coming white in people, here. White people stand up and sweat. I've never just, I've just <laughs> seen it. You know, they just stand up and sweat. They get the beads on the. I've never. They always get the beads underneath the uh, on the upper lip, and I'm like, how do you get beads of sweat up there? I don't. I don't get it. Like, and it's different. And what. What's what's also great in this story is this dude came up again, coke, crack, whatever, whatever, what, like because the coke and crack, you know, yeah, some could say like I mean they well crack is made from cocaine, but whatever, like just anything like a salt, like a salt packet, like you, you just want. want Anything? You want bath salts. You want bath salts. That's what you're asking. Bath salts? You're legit asking me for bath salts right now. Is that it? Because anything. Because whatever means you're down. Does <laughs> yeah. it matter? You're down. You got it? Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that, man. I mean, this, I, well, at first I thought when you were describing him, like, this gives off, like, active shooter energy. Just like what? What is he? What's what's he casing around? But then, as you as as this, as the other shoe drops, it's like, oh yeah, this is a junkie, and this is what what he's here to do. That's, that's he, he he wanted to use the bat and just and party up in there. I mean, you got all this libation behind me, but you want to sit there 
whatever other exit you can find. Like you're crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's Coke crack, whatever, man. <laughs> just anything. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Give that's, it to me. That's funny, man. Well, listen, Fletch, thank you so much for sharing these fucking stories, bro. These have been hilarious and eye-opening as well, uh, to say the least. Now, we're going to get into our next segment, right, which is uh, five questions for our guests. Now, these are the five questions we ask each one of our guests who comes on Open Bar Talk about the life of a bartender. So let's get to it. Question number one, what is the biggest misconception people have about being a bartender? Biggest misconception people have about being a bartender that the job is easy. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, so there's so much prep work that you have to do to become a bartender. It's, I remember when I first started the, the bartenders that, you know, trained me, they looked at me and they said, yo, Dan, you're going to suck for the first two years. Mm. You know? And I looked at them, I laughed and I was like, yeah, right. No way I'm going to suck for the next, for the first two years. I'm going to learn these recipes. I'm going to be nice. I learned the recipes that I, I, that I was supposed to. And I realized after two years that I sucked at being a bartender. <laughs> they were absolutely right. You need That's... two years. You got to learn how to make an old-fashioned four different ways. You got to learn how to make a cosmopolitan eight different ways. You got to learn tricks. But, you know, you got to put in the work for it, you know? Also, yeah. all the prep work beforehand. No one knows about the cutting of the fruits, the getting the glasses together, the setting up the bars. Everybody sees you just being cocktail and talking to talking to the opposite sex, and they think that that's what bartending is. I mean, truthfully, that is what bartending is because you got to keep your crowd engaged. But and people don't realize how difficult it is to people that really hate talking to people, having to do that and be put on stage to do that. Right. And then afterwards is like the cleanup, you know. So it's only like it's only about four hours of fun, but it's like six hours of like pure fucking bullshit that you have to go through. So the misconception is that it's easy. Gotcha. All right. Question number two, what is the biggest tip that you've received as a bartender? Biggest tip I received as a bartender. How much? Sorry. You were, you were cut out. $300. God damn. And that, that's fucking that it, at this point in my life, that's life changing. So yes. that my, my life would be very different off of a $300 tip. Um, so well, well played, well played. Uh, All right. Honest. Now question number three, what is your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing when you go to the bar and Fletcher's behind the bar that you don't do? The one thing you don't do is not know what you want to drink. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, this, that, this now, is, been, go ahead. Now I can walk you through it. And like I said before, I can make it rain if I needed it to. Okay. Right. But you have to know what you want. I don't like uncertainty. I don't like, I don't like my, not say my time to be wasted, but like I have a flow. I have right. a flow, and if you're unsure, I can definitely help you, but if you mess up my flow, that is my pet peeve. Mm. 
So listen, when the world reopens and the world is slowly starting to reopen, you uh, make sure you make sure you got your shit. You've had all day. You've had all this time inside to think about what you want to drink. So when you get to the bar, just do it. Just stay. Oh, but real quick, I just with that. I had a woman send back a Bombay Sapphire Martini the first day after quarantine because she said that it was too weak. These people were friggin' they were friggin' freebasing for the last fucking <laughs> Six eight months. months. And all of, all of a sudden now they come up there and they're like, oh, this alcohol is too weak. I'm sorry. I I, I put the Bombay have it in the freezer like you guys had with a fucking pour spout on it that was in glass. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I had I had to say that. I'm sorry. No, 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 not at all. Uh share it. Share it out. <laughs> now, all right, question number four. What's the one thing you've learned from bartending? Doesn't have to be just about like making drinks, could be about life. What is the one thing that you've learned from being a bartender? I've learned that there's only about seven different personalities out there in life. Mm, okay. You know, if you really break it down, everyone always has that 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 feeling. It's like, oh, I'm I, I like you. I've met somebody like you before. You know, you you've only you've met about there's only about seven different personalities in life, and you'll notice that when you bartend, mm-hmm. that there's and that's what and that's what some good bartenders or great bartenders can do as an guest is that you can tell certain people and how they're going to act and i know this because i've seen that same type of person come to my bar all the time and you know it's given me the ability to to speak to people and always talk to people and know how to talk to people interesting you know i and i feel like that is again why i really enjoy the show so much is like doing the show is that like yeah there's an insight that y'all have and this is one of those insights that like yeah i'm gonna meet seven different types of people they they aren't deviating into this other world like it's just seven there's seven people that's it they may look they're taller shorter darker lighter but the personality types are the same that's interesting man now all right final question What's your favorite drink? What do you like to have? It could be when you're out at a bar or it could be just when you're chilling at the crib. What do you, what's Fletch drink? What I drink, and I know this from most bartenders, is um, I don't like any, I don't like any frills when I, when I, when I, when I go out and get a drink. I don't like any of that. So people that know me know that they're going to have a Jameson double for me. Mm-hmm. Neat. That's it. If I'm feeling magnanimous that day, maybe it's a Mac 12, you know? If I'm really, 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 if I'm really, really, really feeling good, maybe it's a Mac 18. But honestly, I'm a creature of habit. Give me a double Jameson, and that's it. I'm happy. Good to go. All right, man. Well, look, thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, running through our five questions for our guests. I appreciate that. Now. We're going to get to our final segment of the show, which is called, What Were You Drinking? Now, this is the part of the show where I pull from my Facebook and Twitter timeline some of the messier posts that are on there. 
and the reason I say, what were you drinking, is because no sober person would volunteer this information. They had to have been drinking at the time they wrote it. And now you, Fletch, as a bartender, have seen people drunk off of many different things. So we are going to rely on your expertise to help us diagnose what they were drinking when they wrote this. All right? So here is our post. You don't want to start a big argument, especially if it's someone that you love. It's something that happens to me all the time, and shit runs downhill, so I'm used to it. Sometimes people treat me like a piece of shit, and while they give to the world everything else, God bless America. Oh, my God. All right. So, all right. What were they drinking when they wrote this? Yes. What do you think? Sounds like... This sounds like this sounds like a milk and vodka post. Oh you know, Jesus. This is a vodka milk post. This is a straight vodka milk post. This is like this is I was I was drinking white Russians and I ran out of I ran out of Kahlua and I just said fuck it, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to drink this. And this person this had this had to be this had to be I'm sorry this had to be a a white this had to be like a white lady mm. a white oh, I want to say now I want to say Republican yeah she was feeling herself mm-hmm. maybe she was Republican at this yeah she was a Republican at this time because God <laughs> bless it because she she mentioned family yeah that's important she said she was a piece of shit so like I'm saying listen if somebody orders a vodka milk at my bar I'm thinking this guy has piece of shit attributes to him like he Mm -hmm. doesn't give a fuck like he's the type of person to order that and see the guy next to him give him that look like what and look at him like fuck you so like okay here's your vodka milk you obviously were struggling with something and you had no fucks given at this point narrow fuck and i'm talking about i'm talking about pop-offs and like two percent I'm not even mm. talking about whole and gray goose. Like we're talking about <laughs> bottom of the barrel. That's what you saw in your fridge. Fuck it. Let's get geared up tonight. Let's do it. And I uh, I agree with you on the Republican stature and white woman stature. Um, and I think specifically within that white woman stature is that um, she uh, she's painting herself as a victim, and yes. that is very that is a very white woman character trait. Um, I'm 44 years old. I'd say 44. Mm-hmm. Make, wait, 38 to 44, because 38, you're still, you're, 38 year olds. They're like, they're upset because you know, why am I not living the same life that my parents did back then? And it's because it's times have changed, and you white people can't do the same shit that 20 years ago. You guys got away with, so right. you can't get the same shit that your mom did. So you're mad at the world right now. And that God bless is... America. <laughs> what a what a great bookend on that. God bless God bless America. We and God he bless will. America. And he will absolutely. He will, he'll bless us all. Yep, that's his that's his job. That's what he does. So that is what you were what were you drinking? And remember, folks, make sure you email at openbartalk at gmail.com. I would love to read some of the what were you drinking posts that you've got. Send them in so that uh we can diagnose what, what they were drinking when they wrote it. And Fletch, thank you so much for bringing your expertise. You've thank seen you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, uh, is there anything you want to plug uh before we get out of here? 
Yes, you can catch my podcast, Baroness and Fletch, on Spotify. Uh, we actually wherever wherever you wherever you stream podcasts, you can find us. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram at Baroness and Fletch. Uh, Twitter, Baroness and Fletch. Guys, thank you so much for having me again, Jim. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you so much. And yes, please go check out Baroness and Fletch. It's a really great podcast. Um, y'all are so funny, and I was really happy to uh, be invited on the pod uh, yesterday. It was a really good time, man. Um, so uh, that's going to do it for us. And again, thank y'all for tuning in. Openbartalk at gmail.com. Openbartalk on Instagram and Twitter. And again, if you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search uh, on all social media. And JimSearchComedy.com is a place to find me. Uh, if you want to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, that would be really dope. Uh, and again, tell five people about this podcast and you show me proof i will shout you out on the next episode i am a man of my word i will make that happen so uh make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one peace